this summer I had a big moment at uh, Worlds. We go into the warm-up venue and there's no space. The ceilings feel really small and it's really dark and there's only so many lanes to warm up and warm down and I take a lot of deep breaths and remind myself, okay, we're gonna make it work. Welcome to Champions Mojo Weekly Podcast, where your hosts Kelly Palace and Maria Parker share with you what it takes to be a champion. Kelly is a former Division I head swim coach, Olympic trials qualifier, and holds Masters World and National Swimming Records, and Maria holds world records in endurance cycling and was the overall women's winner of the world's toughest bike race, Race Across America. They'll be sharing their personal stories and wisdom, along with interviewing other champions to give you the tools you need for becoming a true champion in your own life. And now, your host, Kelly Palace. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo Podcast, where today I'm really looking forward to talking with Kelsey Worrell Dahlia, an Olympic gold medalist in the 2016 Olympics and professional swimmer for the pro swim team, the Cali Condors. She is also sponsored by Tier. Kelsey is a butterfly and freestyle specialist, was the first woman in history to swim the 100-yard butterfly in under 50 seconds. She is also a world and American record holder and a multiple-time NCAA All-American and national champion for the University of Louisville. We caught up with Kelsey at the International Swim League Championship Final in Las Vegas and are so thrilled to chat with her. But first, I want to say hello to my co-host, Maria Parker. Hello, Maria. Hello, Kelly. Yes, I'm really excited to talk with Kelsey. She is fresh off being part of the world record-breaking 4x100 medley relay this past summer at the 2019 World Championship, splitting a lifetime best 56-1600 fly to help the USA break their own world record by over a second. Besides being a swimming champion, Kelsey's had lots of changes in her life, including a new marriage, new home, a puppy, and I've learned that Kelsey loves to bake for her friends and enjoys knitting, so I'm really excited to get to Kelsey's interview. Let's get to it. And now it's time for the road trip segment. And we're so glad you're here. Yeah, so Thanks Kelsey, welcome me. to the show. Thanks. Well, I want to just start. I read today that you have five siblings. I grew up in a family of six kids as oh, well. What's so your, where are you in I'm order? three. You're the I'm third. three. Okay. Yeah. And you're the oldest. I am the oldest. Oh, well, I, I love my family. Like, I get so full just when I get to spend time with my family. And I've had a lot of that this fall. So catch us up kind of where you are right now. Like what, what you're doing, what your training's like, what your life is like right now. So yeah, it's crazy that's the end of the decade. It feels like Rio was just last month and it's almost three and a half years ago already, which is insane. But this fall, it's just been as much consistent training as I could. Said no to all, just about everything outside of meets which was really hard for me. What did you say no to? What's one thing that you would have liked to or maybe thought about doing, but you had to say no to? I really enjoy traveling and doing clinics and speaking engagements outside of Louisville. I love my city, but sometimes I get a little stir crazy. And so then at the end of this this fall, I realized that it was really, really nice to be home a lot, Hmm. spend a lot of time with my husband. And so I admitted to him, said, I'm sorry, you were right. <laughs> I was wrong. And so I was able to go to like four church services in a row, like four weekends in a row. And that never happens. Mm-hmm. So things like that I've been really grateful for this fall. Mm-hmm. So you're very focused on swimming. 
Yes, focus, but not overly. I have a good balance. I have uh, Bible studies and other people to remind me of who I am outside of the sport, and that's been so important to me. So I found I had a good balance of that, and also I'm able to have some time downtime at home. And traveling takes a lot out of my body physically, so being able to rest on the weekends and uh, have time at home was really huge. But outside of that, just working really hard, training, and going to the ISL meets. What's what does your typical day look like? Like, what does a day look like when you're in Louisville training? Mm -hmm. Louisville. In Louisville, yeah. I wake up a little before 5, have my coffee, read a little bit, go to practice 6 to 7.30, then head over to the weight room with our strength coach. Then I get to run home, have a quick bite to eat, uh, take a nap. Sometimes I go see the physical therapist or our athletic trainer. Then I eat, eat lunch again, and then or eat again, and then I go back to the pool to swim in the afternoon, 2.30 to 4.30, maybe stick around a little bit, do some abs or some stretching. Then I go home, make dinner. I love the meal meal kits that they send to your home. So we've done HelloFresh and every plate, and I'm a huge fan of those. Or I'll go to Costco and do their pre-made meals, whatever it is, just for the ease. I don't enjoy grocery shop. And I have lunch for the next day also. And I'm all about leftovers coming from a big family. <laughs> yeah. Does your husband cook? I think I, I read somewhere that he said he was interested in cooking or something. He's pretty good. We make a really great team. I really love cooking together. Mm -hmm. He loves to do all the prep work, so all the chopping and mm -hmm. things like that. And then I do the cooking on the stove and stuff. So I enjoy cooking together. Do you have any special diet that you follow? No, I just don't. just eat whatever you want. Mm -hmm. That's cool. It's hard for me to say no to the sweets and stuff. Oh, I definitely have a sweet tooth. Yeah, me too. I always finish the day with some sort of like chocolate, not like a huge amount, but. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Cookies and cream. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So you've already had tremendous success. Um, you know what? What? What are you hoping for going forward? I just want to enjoy each meet at a time and enjoy the process. This, to be honest, this has been the hardest fall that I've had. I'm, I think I'm starting to get excited for life after swimming, and I haven't decided how long I'm going to swim. I'm really taking it one year at a time at this point, but like all my friends are having kids, and I'm really excited for that whenever that happens. So uh, I just want to enjoy the process and uh, I'm really grateful for my coaches who really pushed me and my teammates who are there and really encouraging and positive. But I want to try to get better, and that's, that hasn't happened the last couple seasons, so figuring out what it is I need to do to get better and I, looking for that, I guess. So you've, you're an Olympic gold medalist. You've won Olympic gold. How, what did that feel like? How did that change your life or how did it make you feel? You know, we all grow up as little swimmers. I want to, I want to go to the Olympics, but then to win Olympic gold, I mean, tell us how that feeling De is. Definitely didn't happen the way that I expected it to. I went into it ranked, I think top three in the world going into the Olympics. And then semifinals, I finished ninth by 0 0.04. Mm -hmm. And that really stung. That really, really stung. And, um, yeah, going down to the warm-down pool, trying not to cry and bring negativity to the, to the team area. We were already doing so well. Uh, Coach Arthur was there, and he was able to hug me and just didn't really have the words to say. I prepared as well as I thought I could and did what I needed to do, but it wasn't enough. So I 
didn't get a chance to earn a spot on the podium, but because Team USA has so much depth, I was given another chance to swim, put on my USA cap on the medley relay as part of the prelims relay. And so I was in the stands when I won my gold medal, which was not how I expected my Olympic experience to go. So that has really kept me hungry going forward. And I remember I really, really struggled with thinking that I didn't earn the medal because I was on the prelims. Uh, I felt when I came back that people that I was acquaintances with only wanted to see me because of the medal, that they didn't really care about me. And so that took a while to work through that. And people didn't, people that knew of the medal but didn't really follow asked, how was it on the podium with the national anthem? And I was just really a little spiteful at that point. And I remember I had a clinic not too long ago, after, actually with Jason Lezak, which is really cool now. He's my general manager. And I was sharing with him my struggles and going through all these, all the feelings. And he said, you just have to get over that. You just have to get over it. I said, okay, Jason Lezak's telling me to get over it. So that's what I need to do. And he said, he went through the same thing. He's been on the finals relay and he's also been on the prelims relay too. And was reminding me of how valuable prelim relay swimmers are. And that when people would ask him those same questions, he kind of would lie sometimes and just say, you know, it was great. It was really special standing on the podium, hearing the national anthem. And, and the national anthem does mean a lot more to me now, even from the stands. Uh, still an emotional experience. But I was handed my gold medal the next day. I just said, here, here you go. And wasn't any fanfare, wasn't any ceremony. So uh, my Olympic experience wasn't how I expected it to go at all. I'm so grateful for it, and I learned so much from it. And there's been a lot of sweet moments since then that I've met even more because of that. You've been extremely successful. You know, what, what has made you the success that you are? What do you think? You know, if you're encouraging somebody, what would you say? Well, I have to um, give God the glory for this because I, there's so many people I practice with and we all work so hard, but um, he's given me this gift of swimming and, uh, I like to think that I've, I put in some work too, but he's given me the talent and um, has provided these opportunities and things like that. So he's given me so many um, gifts through the sport. Uh, but there's so so much that goes through it um, when it comes to working every day, being consistent. I think uh, that's one thing I do well is being consistent from the start of practice to the end. And when it comes to my lifting and doing everything I need to in the weight room. I don't think I'm the greatest when it comes to what I eat, but <laughs> and I think that's still something I can improve upon, but I think I've gotten a lot better over the years, and I think um, I have a great support system as well. It's not just me. My husband's been amazing, especially this fall when I've struggled a little bit more than other years, and uh, Arthur and our whole, whole coaching staff, Stephanie, Chris, Lad Cameron, and all the athletic trainers we've had. I've never had something serious with my shoulders, but they're always hurting. I always want to chop them off. Oh, <laughs> they're always hurting? Just about always. Just the overuse of Do you my ice? shoulders. Uh, occasionally, yeah. I have a big ice pack at home. I'll sit on my couch in Norma Tech and 
ice my shoulders while I'm I, I, reading I, I, or I something. I want to talk about that a little bit more because I don't think people appreciate that. I mean, it's so mm. beautiful watching you swim, but we, you've been doing this for years now, and they're always hurting. Mm-hmm. It affects how I sleep, everything I do. They just ache, and uh, it's painful, but... I, there's nothing diagnosed. I don't have like a tear or anything, no. which I'm extremely grateful for. And I think sometimes I, I might complain a little bit too much out of it, but I, I still do the work that I need to do, um, despite it. And I have great physical therapy sponsor that I work with every week in Louisville pro rehab, go to see them every week and great massage therapists and do everything I can with all the resources I can, but they're still, they just really hurt. So obviously you've been through some tough times with just, I mean, any athlete that gets to the Olympics is working through a lot of stuff. So what would you say your mindset is when you're going through something tough? Like what, what mm. mindset do you get into? I try to be grateful. Mm. I have so much to be grateful for and going to work every day in quotes with some of my best friends and the most amazing people is what really just keeps motivating me and yeah I, I don't have to do a normal job because swimming is it's been a blast and originally I was planning on going to physical therapy school that was really my plan till my junior year of college when I got a whole lot better and made the national team and a lot of doors open through all those experiences so I just want to be grateful for the sport and what I have. What, like, on a daily basis, do you have any routines or rituals or things that are kind of you're known for or that you think help you perform better? Well, in lines of the gratitude, I read some scripture in the morning and listen to worship music on the way to practice. And that just puts my heart in the right attitude. And oh, But rituals outside of that. Sleeping, um, drinking, eating, um you know, obviously prayer is one, but like any mm-hmm. other routines that you do, like you wake up at a certain time or you always have to go to sleep or you always have to, you know, walk the dog at four o'clock or anything <laughs> like that. I'm not too ritualistic in that aspect or superstitious or things. I do always wear my red converse to finals. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Here we go. Red converse. I do always. <laughs> and, uh, but I do carry my water bottle everywhere I go, making sure I'm always hydrated. That's a That's good one. That's important for me is always staying hydrated. And I like to get my snuggles in with my dog, Kiwi. She's super soft and really sweet, mm. and she's a cuddler. Dogs are so great for yeah. that. How long have you been married? A little over two years now, So, but almost together for seven years. So my a husband and I time. met my freshman year of college and started dating and... And it's been great. He was also a swimmer. He's now a swammer. Oh, and... yeah. What's a swammer? <laughs> a swammer. It's the past tense oh. of the <laughs> Does he still swim? He doesn't. He does CrossFit. Mm. And I have mixed feelings about CrossFit, but I did admit to him that I'll probably do it when I'm done swimming. And Why do you have mixed feelings? You think it's... I just think that it, CrossFitters cut corners just to do things as quickly as possible. Oh, right, right. And I like to do everything, like, by the book. But yes. I'm type A in that way. Like I need to do Tell me the rules and I'll every follow. art of practice. Yes. What how tell me exactly how we need to do it. And if practice finishes on a five thousand nine hundred, I'll round it up to six thousand. I like it. 
Sometimes I'll also round down. I have admitted to doing that. I'm like, 5,000 is a better number than 5,200. So. If you lose track of a set and you're not sure if you're on eight or nine, do you count nine or do you go back to eight? I don't really go back to eight. Yeah. I think that's, mm -hmm. that, I think that's, I think a, that's cool a mark of a champion I think right there. A, and that's the perfect lead into <laughs> another question, which is, um, what traits do you think champions share? Hmm. That's a really good question. I think the focus is really huge, uh, especially at meets like this when there's just chaos and every meet goes so quickly and the venues change so drastically, but having that focus and also I'm really, really learning on having the like, flexibility aspect. I tend to get a little overwhelmed, especially this summer. I had a big moment at uh, Worlds. We go into the warm-up venue and there's no space. The ceilings feel really small and it's really dark and there's only so many lanes to warm up and warm down. And I take a lot of deep breaths and remind myself, okay, we're going to make it work. We might have to stretch over here where there's a little more space. And so I did that at U.S. Open a few weeks ago and there's 1,300 swimmers. So I sat in the hallway instead. I'm like, it's dry here. There's a place to sit. Uh, just do what, what I've learned that I need to do. And have that flexibility aspect of that, which I'm still definitely working on. And I think, oh, just relying on uh, the people that you have around you. I think, I don't know if there's a word for that, but... Trust, I think, is... Oh, absolutely. I think um, trusting in my coaches is yeah. has been huge. That they know what they're doing, that we put in the work together and relying on our taper that we do or whatever that is, is so important in my journey. That's awesome. Yes. So we're sitting here in Las Vegas, Nevada mm -hmm. at the finals of the ISL. And I know tomorrow you have the hundred flies, the very first opening event, right? So tell us that you, you know, your thoughts on the ISL, how it's been and being a pro swimmer just in general, ISL. Well, the ISL has been a blast. I've really enjoyed the meets, I think it's just really fun going to a two-session meet and having only two hours each time, and it's fun. So just, that's just for non-swimmers. That's shorter than a typical swim meet. Oh, uh, much shorter compared to the, the Olympics is an eight-day meet, right. two sessions every day. Right here we're two days, one session a day, and it's for a team. And a lot of people internationally have never swam on a team like we have here. They've swum for their countries, but there's still a lot more individual focus. And in the U.S., we have college swimming, and I've been removed from that for almost four years. So getting to swim for a team again just has been so much fun. And the fact that every race is really determines if it's win or lose, we get score points. And, yes, there's some money involved, which is fun, too. We have to make a living out of this as well. But... Swimming for a team and fighting on relays together, there's just something so special about that. And what are your thoughts in general on just professional swimming as a career? It's This ISL league has opened up so many doors for people, just being able to swim longer. And I had an event a couple summers ago with Mary T. Maher, who's a Louisville native, and we were... I can't remember how many years apart we are, but 
she's just so amazed and so encouraged by the longevity of swimmers' careers now that she stopped swimming at such a young age, so early 20s. I don't know if she swam that long. And yeah, that used to be considered old, right? Right. right. Now yeah. you're 25 and you're right in the Right, the and I'm, it's, it's so exciting that people can make a living and make a good living through the sport of swimming. And so, yeah, it's, I think it's awesome. Yeah. And you have, um, several sponsors, right? I know you just mentioned mm -hmm. one of them, your physical therapist. And so it's not just ISL that's giving swimmers mm -hmm. income, but there are some other, other ways that you guys can make money too, mm -hmm. right? Like, do you do any of the other FINA world stops? I've done the world cup a couple of years. I really enjoy the European legs of the the meet. I love Europe a lot. And I did the FINA Champion Series this past fall, past spring, which was really great as well. Just doesn't fit into my training schedule right, right. this upcoming year. But, yeah, just having other sponsors that see the value in swimmers and want to come alongside us and support us. Uh, Louisville is amazing in that. had some great people come alongside and uh, support me through my career, which I'm really grateful for. So we're about a few days away from 2020, and what does January 2020 feel like to you when you think, oh my gosh, it's going to be 2020? What are your thoughts when you think of that? Oh my goodness. I, I, I enjoy every new year, the start of every new year, and I think it's, it's come so fast. It's a little scary just knowing that we're coming towards the next Olympics, but I'm excited for it, too. Do you get nervous when you oh, think yeah. about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, is that a good thing for you? I mean, do you, kind of, <laughs> do you like that, that energy that comes from that, or is it something that you have to really tamp down? Cause I have to tamp it down. I think my if I want my adrenaline to come out too soon, then it won't come when I need it to. Uh -huh. So leading into 2016, I baked a lot. I love to bake, so that's what I did a lot then. And... I baked them for my all the stuff for my Bible studies. That way, I wasn't getting. What do you like sweat. to bake? Cookies, <laughs> banana bread, muffins, cupcakes. Oh, oh I love banana bread too. I love cooking, but I make them muffins. That way, I can share them a little easier. I'll bring them to my coaches and make brownies almost every week for my community group. And so you're gonna you're gonna do that in 2020, probably. I also used to knit a lot, oh. and I just picked up knitting again. I don't know when this comes out. Hopefully not before Christmas, because I knitted my sister and an No, it's not going to be before Christmas. So it's like knitting needles, not crocheting, knitting. Knitting. So baking stitch. and knitting to sort of keep you from getting too wound up about 2020. Yes. Yes, exactly. I, I got it. I got it. So, so I, I just want to ask this. So it sounds like you're looking forward to having a family. Because you came from a big family. It's and not they, a secret. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're so after you when when get on the podium in the Olympics, or whatever happens, you know what what do you hope for your career? You know, will it be uh, swimming related? Beyond you know when you're actually maybe competitively swimming. Mm -hmm. I thought I thought a lot about that the last few years. I really don't think physical therapy school is the way for me anymore, mm -hmm. but. That's the I beauty do. of being 25. You know more about yourself. It is. Yeah, I'm grateful, too. And I also know now that I've had the experience of swimming, and I 
had four years of not having to go to a nine to five job and I've really enjoyed that. So I, I want to stay something, keep something flexible like that. So I do want to stay involved in the swimming world, uh, doing clinics and we have a swim labs, safe splash swim school in town that Arthur and um, his wife Amy own. So I would stay in, involved in that in some capacity, but I also want to be more involved in my church, maybe do some sort of sports ministry. Now I go to different schools during the year um, that have fellowship of Christian athletes. So I share my testimony or I just share an encouraging word that the the kids can apply to their sport or school, whatever they're doing. So I'm not really sure exactly. I do enjoy speaking, so I'd like to get a lot better at speaking and, and improve my public speaking. Sounds like you love to travel, too. I do enjoy traveling, and so I'd like to do some more of that. I have a, a bucket list of things in my head that I want to do before, I guess, like settle down and whatever is next in my career, whatever my swimming career ends. So that includes a ski trip. I haven't been skiing in probably since I was in like first or second grade. So I want to go skiing. I'm not sure the location yet either, but it's kind of like an open invitation, really. Whoever wants to come. <laughs> and, and, Are there other sports you want to do other than skiing? Um, not really, but I just think it would be fun. My One of my best friends goes skiing every Christmas now that she's done, and I'm a little bit jealous. So she's kind of my inspiration for that. And I have a few other places I want to visit. Uh, go back to a lot of the places I've been for swimming. Uh, go with my husband and... He, he loves to travel, too. I love to travel with him, so um, looking I, forward I to all those adventures. I ask you about this, because I, I read or heard in an interview that before you got married, you sort of stayed out of the weight room, so that, I guess, <laughs> tell me <laughs> tell me about that. I didn't want to look too manly in my wedding dress. I, you so. couldn't look manly. You couldn't look People manly. who can't Very see it, you are incredibly feminine. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but you were worried about having big shoulders? Yes, I was. I didn't want my arms to look too big. So I tapered, I self-tapered <laughs> in the weight room. <laughs> well, it was Did after you, like, you kind of had a swimming break, didn't you? Like, a little bit. It was in October okay. and it was after oh, okay. Worlds in Budapest. Yeah. So I still swam through that, but we did go on a month long honeymoon nice. after that. So I came back and I asked some of my teammates and they said, I didn't look out of shape. I just didn't look as jacked as I normally do. <laughs> so the, one of the things to be grateful for is your beautiful physique, right? Your, your, your strong shoulders. Yeah, I am a little bit worried what I, I'm going to do when I'm done swimming because I don't really enjoy lifting. I don't love being sore. So I think I'll get more involved in yoga and something Ooh, like that. Oh, I love yoga. You'll love it. You'll love it. What's your favorite thing about swimming? My favorite thing has been the friendships and the travel that I've got to do. And I met the most amazing people, and I know I'll stay in touch with people forever. And so that's been the best part of it. Do you think it's possible for women to compete against each other and still have friendships? I think it's tricky, but it is possible. I love Mallory, my teammate. We've kind of been unofficial roommates this year at all of these ISL meets and U.S. Open, and so I so admire her. She works so hard and just has such a mature head on her shoulders. Just even since she was a freshman, she's been so mature and handled everything so well. But I think we have to, as women, be able to support one another, especially in in sport. And uh, I think it, it is definitely tricky when you're 
if I think it would be different because Mallory and I spend so much time together, we do get to know each other outside of the pool. And I think that's important as well is to get to know each other outside of the pool. And that's what ISL has done a lot. We get to travel as a team. We spent a week together before the meet in Italy and just getting to know each other as people. And that's been uh, such a blast over the last few years, especially Team USA going on our training trips. I mean, before the Olympics, I was doing puzzles with Katie Ledecky and doing all these fun things that were like, okay, we're, we're people, we're humans. And yes, we're incredible athletes. We're competing against each other, but I'm, I love seeing um, other women succeed. That's great. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a great answer. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like to say to people listening? Oh, I, I don't think so. I'm grateful for you guys and your platform with sharing what everyone's done in the swimming community and grateful that you asked me to be a part of it. It's been really special. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We really, you have really such, I just want to say this. You have such a, I don't want to diminish it by saying sweet, but you have such a beautiful, sweet aura. You know, the people who aren't in the room, you know, with you, I just, you just are obviously very kind and, I mean, I, I think sometimes you're so tough in the water. So tough. Yeah. And then you're this incredibly oh, you. beautiful, gentle person. Do you think Thanks. that that some of that comes from your faith? I do. Yeah. I'm grateful for my parents that we grew up in a Christian home and I've, um, and even going to university of Louisville, that was one of the things I looked for was looking for people to hold me accountable in my faith and to grow in my faith as well. So uh, FCA, Fellowship Christian Athletes, has been a big part of my walk. Uh, Our chaplain at Louisville was our wedding officiant and still really involved in that ministry. And so, yeah, definitely so much of it is Jesus. Great. Okay, now the fun stuff. Cat or dog? Dog. (laughs) Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Dark chocolate with peanut butter. Oh, <laughs> yummy. Is that option C? Yeah, that's a good that's one. That's a good answer. Camping or hotel? Hotel. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Morning. Morning. Burger or a chicken sandwich? Burger. Burger. Fingernail polish or no fingernail polish? Fingernail polish. Texting or talking? Calling. Yeah, calling. Text. Talking. talking. Li- live talking. Yes. I love it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So great. Yeah. So that's going to wrap it up. Thank you so much, Thank Kelsey. You so much we really appreciate it. Wish you all the best. We will definitely be cheering for yeah, you. Yeah. Looking you. forward to seeing you smoke. Tomorrow. I appreciate yeah. it. Love talking with you guys. Thank you very much. Well, Maria, you know that we named this show Strength and Softness. And since recording that introduction and interviewing Kelsey, we said we were in Las Vegas, which we still are. Kelsey won her first event. Today we're going into the second day of the meet, but her first event, first out of the blocks, she wins the International Swimming League's final championships in the 100 meter butterfly. First place in the world. This is, I call this the Super Bowl of swimming. So she beats everybody in there. And I will say that the defending Olympic champion and world record holder, Sarah Sochstrom was in the heat and Kelsey won. So Kelsey is so strong, and I think one of the things that we really noticed about Kelsey is she's such a strong swimmer. I think she even called herself a beast in the pool. 
but she really is so competitive and strong and just when she get when the gun goes off she is a different person than this very sweet soft person that we interviewed yeah and it was really fun talking to her because we knew going into the interview of course that she was just an incredible stud in the pool she just you know, she's a butterflyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but then as we're chatting with her, we were both impressed about just the the kindness of her or the gentleness of her personality. She's and her humility. And her yeah. humility. Yeah. Just so humble yeah. and, and kind. And you know, we did, we're gonna do a couple of takeaways. And my my first one, and I think, you know, what she refers to as probably one of the bigger obstacles that she's had to overcome in her life was, you know, when she went into the 2016 Olympics and she had one of the top three times in the world and she, she failed to make the, the final out of the semifinal, which was, you know, obviously tough on her. But the, the thing that the takeaway for me there is that failure, she said, has made her hungry. Yeah. So I just, you know, we see that theme through a lot of the champions that we interview that failure is, you know, if you learn from it, Right. Or if it makes you hungry or if it makes you change the way you do something that it's it can it can really be a good thing sometimes. Uh, absolutely. I think we've talked about this before, but you learn much more from failure than you do from success. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish true. it weren't that way. Yeah. But it is. Yes. So what was your first takeaway? Well, I don't know if it's the most important thing, but it really struck me that when I asked her about nerves and anxiety and being amped up she said that she has to help herself not get amped up too early um and so she distracts herself with baking and knitting and i i I just thought that was really great because i think we can we often talk about being focused and not being distracted from what we're doing but i think there is a time for distraction in order to control your energy and your mental status and so she she's got a big 2020 coming and she said for rio uh, in 2016 she did a lot of baking and she's planning on doing a lot of baking in early 2020 and she's also knitting and those things calm her and keep her energy at the right level Uh, we know she can she can win and get the energy up when she needs to but i think that's a for me that was a really uh interesting takeaway and a good takeaway what do you think? Yes, absolutely. I thought that I think that's a I think that's a kind of a tool of champions that they know what they need. She was aware, you know, I do get amped up and I'm gonna calm it down a little bit. So I, I, I think that's a really good takeaway that, that we can all use. Um so my second takeaway was, you know, we talked about on I believe it's the swimming podcast right before this, we talked with Natalie Coglin about her being so competitive. Yes. And obviously people swimming and competing at this level are, they're competitive. That's right. Um, and it's great. Yeah, it's great. Um, but sometimes when we're competitive, we're, it's hard to be friends with our competitors. Right. And, you know, one of the things we want to do on this podcast is, is, you know, we want to make, we want to promote love in the world. <laughs> and, well, friendships are so important. Yeah, friendships are so important. So, we asked Kelsey, you know, do you think women can be competitive and still be friends? Because, you know, we're we're just talking from a woman's perspective. And maybe it's probably the same with guys. So it could apply, apply to both. But I loved that she said, yeah, you know, when we're in the pool, we're competitive. But I, I can still be friends with people once I just get to know them outside of the pool. Yes. And she used the example of playing um, cards 
with she, Katie, yeah, Katie Lidl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know that doing a puzzle or a puzzle or something. Or, yeah. But just just getting to know people outside of the pool, or then like we always like to transfer this in life that maybe you have someone in your life that you're you're competing against for something, or you you feel some angst, you know, just some tension together. I I really have found you know in my life just finding something else about that person out that you know either may be a commonality or that, oh, you know, they're pretty cool. They, you know, you have to they see their ride humanity. bikes. Or, yeah, you see their... So I, I, I really liked that answer. That was my second takeaway. What was your second uh, takeaway? I really like that answer, too. First, I would just say, because I think, as we said, friendship is important, and there's nothing wrong with being competitive. I think sometimes for me and maybe for other women, we, we are... It's maybe... had. I maybe grew up with this idea that being competitive wasn't feminine and I, that's totally wrong. Right, <laughs> I can right. be a super duper competitor, but that doesn't mean, as you said, that, that we can't be friends with our competitors. And, and, you know, it's an interesting, and I think, I think, um, Kelsey walks it, that line really, really well. She obviously loves the people that she hangs out with and swims with and competes against. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. So knowing the humanity of your competitor is really important. Um, my second takeaway, and I think, um, Kelsey talked about it again and again, the importance of having, um, family and friends and a loving, you know, spiritual for her, a very strong spiritual base, um, you know, that she knows who she is <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's really important whether she's swimming or, or doing something else, she knows who she is and her and her family and her husband and her and her friends and her faith help her help her know who she is outside of being this incredibly powerful athlete. So I thought that was a, a great takeaway. And then uh, we also mentioned what, wait before you go moving off that yeah. one because um, we we can touch on something else too because there, there there's there was plenty there but we try to stick to two. One of the things that that I think she said in conjunction with her faith and her family and her community and her church. She liked to bake for them. That's right. I mean, that was, that was your first takeaway, which was, Hey, distract yourself. Know your, know what you need to calm yourself, get yourself into the right state, whether that's bring yourself up, bring yourself down. But, um, that she had balance in her life. And when I think when I asked her the question about balance, she said, well, yeah, I go to Bible study. Mm, and that's I, right. And I think, so I, I like yeah, that. Yeah, we asked her, are you are you extremely focused? She said yes, but I, I, I I'm balance. also balanced. Yeah, so yeah. I, I thought that is good. Having, those, having those things, the family and Helps. community, keeps her in perspective of balance. And I think, again, I always try to equate this to just, not just swimming, but anything you're doing in life. You're really just going for it, going for it, going for it, for a job promotion or, you know, a, a goal that you have that, you know, if you balance it out, I think that that's very healthy. Yeah, I think we, we yeah, we talk about that frequently. It's it, focus is important, but you you cannot maintain 100% focus. But and the last uh, thing that I just remembered um, was she talked about flexibility. Like, uh, so if you're thinking that something's going to be one way and it's another way, and she gave the example of coming to a a meet where it was super crowded and she couldn't go through her typical routine in the typical way that she might have. She had to remind herself that she had to remain flexible and find a way to, to, to do what she needed to do to prepare for the meet. So, um, 
Yeah, she seems to know herself pretty well, doesn't she? Yeah, I think I think she's definitely, obviously, a champion, obviously, yes. an Olympic gold medalist. Right, right. But so those were, there's a lot in there, but yeah. we just like to give that summary. So wonderful. Well, it was it was a real pleasure, and now we need to get ourselves over to the pool That's because right. we got the finals today right. of the second half of the the ISL meet in Las Vegas. So That's right. great, Maria. Loved it. Loved it. Love you, and uh, love you we'll too. See Kim. you on the next one. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. This week's quote of the week comes to us from Henry Ward Beecher. Gratitude is the fairest blossom which springs from the soul. We are so grateful that you spent this time with us today, and we hope that you heard something that inspired, motivated, and educated you. Signing off for myself and my champion co-host, Maria Parker, we hope you'll join us again soon, and we know you can be a champion. Thank you for listening, and please see below... For a copy of the show notes, for any links or important information that we've referenced here. You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast, designed to make you feel inspired, motivated, and educated. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Also, visit championsmojo.com to learn more.